Hi, thanks for tuning in. Um, I'm going to be talking about the 1962 adaptation of Lolita that was directed by Kubrick. And I just want to go ahead and give a warning. There's going to be a lot of spoilers in this podcast. So if you haven't watched it and you don't know anything about Lolita um, and you would like to watch it before I discuss it, I would definitely recommend doing that. But without further ado, I'd like to get into discussing and analyzing this film. In film, directors make a number of cinematic choices in order to convey the identity of characters. Um, Identity is defined as the characteristics determining who or what a person or thing is. And by giving characters an identity, um, which often can grow and change, or sometimes even stay static throughout the duration of the film, directors add a depth to their film that wouldn't otherwise be there. Um, through different aesthetic and thematic choices, such as visuals, music, um, and thematic choices, such as conflict, environment, and relationship with other characters, filmmakers are able to give characters framework and metaphor to aid the viewers in better understanding the characterization that the director is trying to achieve. A really controversial um, and widely debated example of this type of identity um, being used in film is Stanley Kubrick's 1962 adaptation of Lolita. Lolita is already a controversial film itself based off of Nabokov's novel of the same title. And Kubrick does with it Um, things that aren't exactly the same as the way Nabokov did them in his novel, which has caused people to question whether or not Kubrick was successful in his adaptation of this novel in the film. I'd like to start off by giving sort of a summary of Lolita without really going into depth um, of the different ways that Kubrick uses um, the elements that create identity in a film. So in short, the film follows writer Humbert Humbert into Ramsdale, New Hampshire, where he tours the home of Charlotte Hayes. Hayes is a widowed woman who comes across as kind of a hopeless romantic. And Humbert is extremely dissatisfied with the tour of the home at first um, when he has only met Charlotte. But when she takes him out back to the garden, he gets his first view of her young daughter, Dolores, or Lolita Hayes. And he develops this sort of unhealthy infatuation with Lolita, um, writing in a diary about her and the thoughts that he's having about her and constantly being around her, trying to be a large part of her life. Um, And he even marries Charlotte eventually, which is a woman that he does not like much and essentially takes as a joke um, just so he can see Lolita return from a summer camp that she had been sent away to. So while Lolita's away, Charlotte gets in this huge fight with Humbert over... The fact that their marriage um, isn't exactly going as she had planned. And in a hysterical fit, she finds Humbert's diary 
um, and goes through it without him knowing. And he stumbles into the room and finds her going through this diary where she learns about the fact that Humbert is extremely and quite controversially attracted to her 13-year-old daughter. Um, And so she gets really upset and runs into the street and it's pouring down rain and she's struck by a car. So Humbert, playing the part of a mourning husband, goes to the camp and picks up Lolita um, and tells her that her mom's in the hospital and that they're going to visit her. So they start out on this road trip that takes a couple of days um, and they end up in a hotel together and there's only one room and they spend the night together in this room alone um, and it is implied that Lolita instigates sex with Humbert. So the two then continue to travel all over the country um, and Humbert eventually informs Lolita of her mother's death to which she reacts as any normal 13-year-old girl would react to her mom dying um, and just cries a lot and then asks Humbert to never leave her. And as they travel, they're being unknowingly followed by someone who is introduced earlier in the film but not quite given any depth, um, which is Claire Quilty, who is a love interest of both Charlotte and Lolita. Um, and he's a playwright, and he's following them around, and he's suspicious of them. So Humbert and Lolita eventually make it to this town where Humbert has this job at a college teaching a poetry seminar. He puts Lolita into this really awesome school, and they kind of hole up in this house together. He gives her everything she wants, treats her as like a little princess, basically, and People are starting to get suspicious. So, like I said, Claire Quilty has been following them around. Um, he's come into contact with both of them. Lolita knows him and Humbert doesn't. So Lolita asks to be in this school play that Claire Quilty is directing. And Humbert says no at first. He wants to protect Lolita, keep her away from boys, because he is infatuated with her and doesn't want any outside forces interfering with her, but also he doesn't want her talking to many people about what's going on because obviously he is her stepfather and she's 13, and that creates a whole lot of illegal stuff going on there. Um, But Quilty eventually dresses up as the school psychologist and comes to visit Humbert and convinces him to let Lolita join the school play. And Lolita's been going to extra rehearsals, she's been meeting with Claire Quilty, she's been with him all this time, and Humbert doesn't know it. So Lolita has been also skipping out on her piano lessons, which Humbert finds out on the opening night of the musical. And he then begins to yell at Lolita and get onto her, and then she agrees to run away with him the next morning and so they skip town they pack up all their stuff and they get on the road as they're on the road Humbert begins to notice this strange car following them everywhere they're going Lolita notices it too but pretends that she doesn't Um, they stop at a gas station and Humbert sees Lolita talking to the driver of this mysterious car Um, the audience knows that this car is Claire Quilty but Humbert does not know this so 
They begin driving very quickly um, to get away from this car that's following them. And a couple of things happen here. The car tire blows out, so Humbert has to stop the car. The mysterious car that's been following them pulls up behind them and then just turns around and backs away and goes the opposite direction. At this point, um, Humbert is feeling very ill. He's having lots of chest and arm pain, which Lolita jokingly laughs off as a heart attack. But Lolita is also sick at this point. She's running a fever. She's coughing. She's not feeling very good. And she mentions that she might be coming down with the flu. So she lays down in the back seat and they go to a hospital. And Humbert comes to check in on her at the hospital. And she really isn't too interested in him at this point. Like, She's not really expressing the same interest in him as she did before. Um, There's a lot going on with the nurses, and Humbert leaves the hospital and comes back to discharge Lolita in the middle of the night after receiving a phone call from Claire Quilty. But Humbert still at this point doesn't know that it's Claire Quilty, and it's a very um, mysterious phone call. So Humbert decides that he wants to skip town, and so he goes to... Um, pick up Lolita and collect her and get back on the road but it has been told to him by the hospital that she's already been checked out of the hospital by someone claiming to be her uncle. Humbert goes into a fit of rage attacking the nurse being held down by the hospital staff and basically loses his mind and has no clue where Lolita is. But we know that she left with Claire Quilty. The audience assumes this. And then we cut to a scene of a typewriter um, where a letter is being typed out to Humbert, assumingly. It says, Dear Dad, um, and it's requesting money. And Lolita is typing in the letter that she's going to have a baby. And then we cut to Humbert arriving at this old rundown house Lolita opens the door. She's obviously pregnant. Um, And this is the first time in four years that Humbert has seen Lolita. She's married to a man named Dick, who she met when she was um, in her four years away from Humbert, where he was looking for her when she escaped the hospital with Claire Quilty. And the movie ends on Humbert asking Lolita to run away with him. And Lolita declines. And so Humbert gives her $13,000 to start her new life in Alaska with her husband and with her baby and leaves. So next we have Humbert going to Claire Quilty's house. Um, And while chronologically this happens after his meeting with Lolita and Dick and him giving them the money, Kubrick actually opens the film on this. He does this for a couple of different reasons that I'll discuss later when I actually get into discussing the different ways that he gives the character's identity throughout this film um, and the directorial choices he makes in order to display identity. But for now, I'm going to discuss it in the chronological context that it happened. So Humbert goes into Quilty's home and it is seen that the house is an absolute mess. Like, 
Quilty is a slob. There was a giant party or something. There's glass everywhere, bottles everywhere. There's sheets over the furniture. And Humbert goes in and he is yelling for Quilty and Quilty emerges from underneath a sheet on a chair and he immediately hops up and he wants to play ping pong, which is super strange. Um, and so he's having this ping pong match with Humbert and Quilty is just talking and talking all this nonsense about ping pong and the professionals and ping pong championships. And Humbert pulls out a gun and Quilty tries to lighten the mood by saying that Humbert is a sore loser. He thinks he pulls the gun about the ping pong match they're having. And Humbert asks him about Lolita. And Quilty tries to play dumb and won't give up any answers on Lolita. And Humbert demands him to talk about Lolita. And Claire all of a sudden just miraculously remembers Lolita. Doesn't give much to Humbert of what he's looking for. Um, and then begins to play the piano, asking Humbert to help him come up with lyrics, trying to make light of the situation. And then Claire begins to walk up the stairs as Humbert grows increasingly more angry, demanding answers about Lolita, because after all, this man did kidnap Lolita from the hospital, and Humbert views Claire as being the reason that Lolita was taken away from him and the reason that Lolita doesn't want anything to do with him. And... As Claire climbs the stairs, Humbert shoots at him. He shoots him in the leg, and Claire falls down. And he hides behind a portrait, and Humbert shoots through the portrait, and it is inferred that Claire Quilty is dead. We then end on a bit of an epilogue that states that while in jail for the murder of Claire Quilty, um, Humbert dies of coronary thrombosis in prison. And then we end on the ending credits, which are shown on the portrait full of bullet holes that Humbert shot Claire through. All right, so moving on um, from the summary, it's time to talk about how Kubrick uses different choices um, in his directing style that help to portray the identities of the different characters. Um, because the novel was so full of description and so full of internal thoughts and things like that, you can't necessarily show in a film without making some different choices through things like music and camera angles and symbols. So first things first, when the movie opens, um, we open on Humbert entering into Quilty's home. And his home is very cluttered. It's very dimly lit. Um, it is very, just not somewhere that you would really want to live. Um, and then moving on from that, um, we see this interaction between Quilty and Humbert that ultimately ends in Humbert shooting Quilty. And so to break this apart, um, a lot of the settings in the film allude to different characters' identity and um, their thoughts and the way that they work as characters. For instance, 
Quilty is, in the novel, a very interesting man with a very cluttered mind, a very dark mind, um, and he has a lot going on in his head, which is reflected in the place in which he lives. He also um, is signaled by a menacing harpsichord little um, set when he's introduced in the film. So this harpsichord tune plays any time that he enters into a scene um, to signal his menacing presence that he has in the film. Also, by putting Quilty's death first, even though it happens chronologically later in the film, this gives the audience um, a bit of an insight to Humbert's nature as a person. He's a very impatient, uncontrolled person. He gets his emotion. He lets his emotions get the best of him. He flies off the handle. He's very impulsive when he is very passionate about things. And this is a situation in which he's discussing Lolita, this girl that he's in love with, whether it's right or wrong, he's in love with her. And this is something that he feels very strongly about. He's able to control himself throughout the film until Lolita is brought into the picture. And then he just completely loses it. Carrying on with the ways that Kubrick uses different environments, um, such as the cluttered nature of Quilty's home to describe certain characters. He also uses the eccentric um, and sort of messy nature of Charlotte's home to point to her overbearing and whimsical, hopeless romance. Um, for example, there's really bright wallpapers. There's really uh, cluttered patterns on everything. Um, things just really are juxtaposed next to each other to really highlight the fact that Charlotte is a very eccentric woman, which is reflected by the space in which she lives. Another thing Kubrick does very well with environment, um, he wanted to shoot in a studio for this movie instead of an on-site location um, because he wanted to speak to the fact that the novel and his film itself um, is a study of the psychological and sexual nature. Um, and that's the message he was trying to portray, and he felt he could better do this in a studio. Um, so the sets he created has a lot of scenes that take place in bedrooms and bathrooms, which he wanted to use to speak to the fact that these places are equivalent to privacy. In our daily lives, people think when you go in your bedroom or your bathroom, you're in a private place, um, and he wanted to speak to exposing the dark and repressed secrets of suburbia of the time that the film takes place in, which has a lot to do with the message of the film and Humbert's actions and behaviors, as well as some of the other characters, such as Claire Quilty. Another thing Kubrick is very fond of um, is using character actions and behaviors to speak to their identity, which is kind of obvious, um, but for example, Nabokov's novel originally was extremely sexually explicit, um, which adds to its controversy and the reason that so many people are concerned about it and the fact that people are very off-put by the novel, um, which was something that Kubrick wasn't exactly able to display um, in film at the time. There were lots of restrictions and different things that he wasn't able to do. So he had to give the film 
sexual undertones through the use of different innuendos and things like that and black scene cuts to um, kind of hint at the fact that things sexual in nature were occurring without actually being able to carry them out on screen. Kubrick also uses um, actions, for example, um, the scenes at the high school dance in which Humbert kind of fumbled around with the cake and the punch um, and was very caught off guard by people approaching him the same way that he fumbles with the gun and the bullets fall out. Um, he's very uncomfortable with material and mechanical aspects of the world. Um, and he's much more content with imagery than actuality. Through his love for poetry and him being a writer, this definitely speaks to the idea that he is much more fond of imagery. The way that he writes about Lolita, he is much more concerned with the image of Lolita and the idea of Lolita than the actual tangible elements of Lolita. He likes the idea of her, but he is much more uncomfortable with the actuality of Lolita as a person and the other people that are involved in his life. He's very uncomfortable. He's very socially awkward. Um, and he's just altogether kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Lastly, on the note of Lolita herself, um, Kubrick really leaves the characterization of Lolita pretty plain and static. Um, the film is about her, it's titled after her, but the film is primarily about the psychological progression um, and the issues that occur in Humbert's head. And it really speaks to repressed um, issues that go on in suburbia that people really don't know about, that people really didn't want to speak about at the time. Maybe not as extreme as in the case of incest or things of that nature or being in love with someone very very young but there were things that went on in the households of this time that weren't really talked about um and so in order to kind of have lolita as a character but to keep the focus on humbert um she's pretty static throughout the film she is a vivacious little girl she has a lot of personality but still, even with the personality, she's painted pretty pale compared to Humbert and the ultimate madness that he spirals into and compared to Claire Quilty as a character. They both have a lot of depth and a lot of, um, a lot of substance as characters, whereas Charlotte and Lolita and other supporting characters don't really get this same substance. And I think Kubrick does that on purpose to keep the focus on the psychological progression of Humbert and characters like Quilty. So through all of these different things um, and the uses of the different elements that Kubrick decides to include in his film, I personally think looking past the slight failures that people really notice with this film, such as different um, acting choices and things like that that really made people dissatisfied with this film and kind of didn't really allow it to take off the way that it was expected to. Um, I personally think that Kubrick did a pretty good job of adapting Nabokov's novel into film, especially in the time that he did it. He kind of worked with what he had and made the best of what he had. And 
While there are definitely improvements to be made, I really think that Kubrick did a good job of identifying the characters and really giving them substance in his film in a way that can really only speak to Kubrick's directorial style. Thank you for listening, and if you haven't seen Kubrick's Lolita yet, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Um, and while it's very controversial, I really think that it's a film that has a lot of room for examination and a lot of room for discussion, and there's really not a ton of it being done, so I'd really like to see more of it being discussed.